You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for January 18th. Today's story is a somber one. It's been more than a decade since the large-scale aggressor's attack on the United States East Coast, and the island once known as Manhattan has yet to recover. Thirteen years ago today, first-hand footage of the attack, a video which later became known as the Cloverfield film, was leaked to the public. Experts still rank the Cloverfield film among the best and most cohesive on-the-ground documentation of the events that unfolded that night in New York City. The Cloverfield film begins shortly before the creature we now call the Cloverfield monster strikes New York Harbor. The film's initial purpose was simply to record a surprise going-away party for a Mr. Rob Hawkins. The videographer, Hudson Hud Platt, of course needs no introduction. His record of the night of the attack even moments as mundane as Rob's argument with ex-girlfriend Beth McIntyre, has been lighting up the internet since the days of MySpace and Slashdot. Part of what makes this footage so captivating is the weight of the unknown. Over the years, the details of the attack have been dissected by journalists, military strategists, and armchair experts. Rob Hud and friends, though, don't have our knowledge. They initially dismiss the event as an earthquake or terrorist attack. It's not until they catch their first glimpse of the monster and the decapitated head of the Statue of Liberty improbably lands at their feet that the true scale of what's occurring hits home. There's plenty of news footage available of the early moments of the attack, but a bird's-eye view can't capture the raw terror New Yorkers faced. We, of course, know what's coming when Rob and Hud, joined by Rob's brother Jason, Jason's girlfriend Lily Ford, and friend Marlena Diamond, make the decision to flee Manhattan via the Brooklyn Bridge. It's still easy to share the group's optimism right up until the creature strikes the bridge and kills Jason. Similarly, modern viewers know that Marlena isn't out of danger when the group escapes the creature's lobster-like parasites. We realize that, once bitten, she's minutes away from a gruesome death. It's astounding that, even now, the Cloverfield film is the only way to see the effects of these parasites without top-secret clearance, and that the view from the creature's attack on the escape helicopters is among the only footage of the entirety of the Cloverfield monster in daylight. Likewise, the footage of the creature's consumption of Hudson Platt, bravely shot by Hud himself, is the closest recorded look at the living creature. It's likely that, had Rob Hawkins not convinced the group to circle back and rescue the trapped Beth McIntyre, all but Jason would have survived and escaped Manhattan before the implementation of the Hammer Down Protocol. Instead, Rob and Beth, along with countless other New Yorkers, lost their lives when the U.S. military carpet-bombed the island. Ironically, the leaking of the Cloverfield film provided an excellent defense of the Hammerdown Protocol, as it shows a well-organized military working effectively to preserve civilian life up until the last possible moment. Some even suspect that the leaking of the film was a strategic decision to bolster support for military leadership during a period of intense public scrutiny. It's impossible to overstate the effects that the Cloverfield film has had on our understanding of the creature's attack and the Hammerdown Protocol. Lily Ford, the group's sole survivor, has largely retreated from the public eye. Hudson Platt, of course, was posthumously decorated for the valor he showed in documenting the attack. 
and the families of Beth McIntyre, Marlena Diamond, and Robin Jason Hawkins have led the charge to hold those that originally aggravated the creature responsible. Sci-Fi 5 reached out to representatives of the Slusho Company and its parent organization, Tagaruto, but they refused to comment. This has been 5 Minutes of In-Universe Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 18th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.